Watch Aficionados. Welcome back to episode seven of uh, the Watch Aficionado podcast. And once again, joined by John and Alex and uh, our, our weekly shenanigans. Woohoo! Well, not weekly. We I shouldn't will, say weekly. And we will shenan again. We will shenan again. But actually, this time, John was kind enough to make an outline of we're, we're actually going to follow an outline. We're going to try this out and see how this I'll works. I'll try to follow. <laughs> That's why I said we're going to try to follow the outline and see how it works. So uh, first on the agenda is our wrist check. What are you guys wearing? What do you got, John? Oh, Alex. Alex, uh, No, no, Alex first because obviously you have more of a story. Mine is no story. <laughs> I'm actually What wearing, are you wearing and what's the story? I am wearing a Frederic Constant FC310. Dress watch, uh, have it on a custom lizard strap, and the story is actually really cool. Uh, it's one of the first watches I ever bought. It's about twenty something, twenty three, twenty five years old, and I got it. Uh, it was one of the first pieces that my wife, then girlfriend, um, and I uh, bought when uh, we first moved in together, and it's actually a little sentimental to me because it's actual watch that I got married in. Right now, it doesn't have too awesome. much time on my wrist right now. It just lives uh, mostly in the safe. But because Valentine's is coming up, I felt a little sentimental and I brought it out. Oh, <laughs> sentimental. <laughs> Boo, big spoon. You're so nice. I'm just a big, soft teddy bear. What can you I say? are. You what are. What can I say? You yeah, are. It's, it, I really like it. It's an open heartbeat movement. Um, I believe it uses, uh, we were talking about it right before we started recording, uh, like a bass uh, at a movement. And then they cut out the front so we could see the, the heartbeat of it. Nice. I love it. It's classic. It's clean. And I have it, you know, it's matte black. And I have it with a shiny black lizard strap. It wasn't the original strap. I changed that years ago. But that's my baby. Cool piece, cool story. Yeah. John, I know you put a watch on. No, I, I did. I did. But actually, I was wearing it today uh, when I went to have lunch. Um, a uh, very exotic moon swatch what <laughs> what mission to the moon yeah, what yeah, yeah. you're wearing a moon swatch the guy that gave okay. me shit last time about wearing a moon swatch like that's not a oh, real watch a blah, blah 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 and now no, no, you're no, wearing no. a moon swatch too uh, no, listen no, i like them i love them i'm just giving you shit it's not a real omega it's, it's a, a real it's, omega it's a real omega and swatch collaboration it's no it's a swatch it's not a moon watch looks like an omega because it's completely made by swatch the movement swatch it's just watch on it. It just happens to be look like hey, an Omega. Hey, who owns Omega? Yeah. Watch group. <laughs> which which one are you wearing? Which uh mission mission to the moon. Oh, I like mission that one. That's to the, 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 the I wanted I wanted mission Yeah, yeah well, I wanted the mission to Mercury because it looks more vintage. Because like the, the want... dial's got like a faded gray and then it has like a the, then the actual like black outer uh, chapter ring is is black and then the inside is gray, but it's like they were completely you can't, if you can't, and this is hard enough to get, I, the other one was impossible. So, what's at, a, at retail? Because I'm not paying extra for this watch. What was that headline? They they sold a million of them. Yes, that's incredible. But you know what actually helped do sell uh, actual Speedy Pros merchandising, merchandising. What? It, it actually helped sell real Speedy Pros too. Like that. Oh, the, I bet. The Speedy Pro stuff have I been bet. going what's, up. What's that old saying? Um, is it, uh, rising tide raises all ships. Yeah, it lifts all boats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you need sometimes you need something to sell something else. That's true. Yeah. So. Uh, the only thing is, uh, you know, as, as I was telling Mariana earlier, uh, when I see him on Friday, hopefully I can find a better strap than the POS one it came with, which Alex switched out his too. I did. I bought, well, it's, a, it's still the exact same strap. It's just overly priced. I swapped it out for the, I guess you could call it OEM NASA um, strap from Omega. But it looks exactly it's way like, better made. It looks exactly the same. The only difference is the keepers and the loops are metal instead of plastic. That's the difference. Well, the fabric's better. No, the fabric's the same. Is it really? Yeah. The same. Yeah. Oh God. No. Yeah. no I, I want a normal. Strap. So, actually, little uh, pro tip for all our viewers, listeners: if you take the the strap and you reverse it, meaning that the short piece is on the opposite side. It actually sits on that wrist knuckle a lot better, and it's a lot more comfortable. 
Well, yeah, but how about putting it on silk paint, right? It's just kind of like oh, it's still a Velcro it. strap. You know, when you, I never you tried that strap tomorrow. On? I'm gonna take a watch and I'm gonna flip the strap and then I'm gonna put it to the test. Yeah. Listen, as a guy that has an eight-inch wrist, I can vouch it's a lot more comfortable that way. I don't know. I have a girly wrist, so I don't know if it will work on me. But uh, what are you wearing, sir? Um, actually, I just took it off when I got home, but uh, uh, I was wearing you and my, John have again, had a roll reversal. Said we had a roll reversal. Uh-huh. I am still on my honeymoon with my Planet Ocean. I that's it. That piece. That's that that's, liquid metal brace ceramic. Brace. That, oh, it's gorgeous. It just feels like butter on the wrist. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I get a million and one compliments on that on that watch. That's but awesome. uh, didn't you just that, get back from vacation too? I got back from a cruise, yeah, which was fantastic. It, uh, yeah, that was in St. Thomas, yeah, overlooking uh, Megan Beach. Megan Bay. Um, sorry, Megan Bay. Sorry, I used to live there. Sorry. <laughs> Damn it, you know. Yeah. Um, well, they promoted it as Megan Beach. Well, it's probably the beaches down there, but the whole thing is called well, Megan Bay. That's where all the right. where all the ships uh, dock. That's where we were, oh, and uh, cool. next week I'll be in Puerto Rico. And uh, just, I need a, a getaway weekend. There you go. So, yep. Bacardi and red beans. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, that's just a bad combo. Yeah. But yes, it's going to be a lot of Well, you don't need to have one day. You just power yourself home. Yeah, that's Mojitos it. <laughs> and uh, just donku. There you go. All the way. No, yep. You got to have donku. Bacar- donku. Bacardi is, uh, is a very touristy stuff. Yeah, we, we want the local stuff. Yeah. So. so. If I sound if I sound a little slurred, it's because I'm about sixteen ounces of that in. Nice. I should have grabbed the drink before we started. I anyway, you. I know, I know. Um, speaking of Moon Swatch and Omega, what do you think of the new Speedy? Oh, I like John, it. I know, I know you're all over that thing. Um. I, I like it. Um, the but, honeycomb is cool. But, no, no, no. I don't like the price. I think the price is... What is the price? Uh, in the U.S. market, uh, it's not on the website, Where but I we think live? if I remember correctly... Yes, uh, I think it's $11,000. It's not on the website, but I think it's eleven k. Yikes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because wow. That's what I'm saying. Wow. That's a... That's a okay, bit. so from my perspective, mechanically... I really don't think that changing the hairspring and the balance wheel, I mean, there were other changes, but they promoted it as that was the biggest innovation. Well, it's the whole super accuracy thing now, right? Right. But it's far more than the hairspring and the balance wheel. Yeah. But they're promoting it as we came up with this tiny device that's going to revolutionize the... mm, I don't know. I, I mean, the, the base movement is still like the 9900 base, right? Yeah. So it's still like, yeah. in other words, the chronograph, the, chron- the chronograph works and all those, the automatic works, everything else is it's the, all same. the same. Yeah. The, the, the two barrels are the same. Everything yeah. else is, is, so they just modified it. So I am now, going to these, say something yeah. that is a little controversial and people might not like it. I actually prefer the two register with the date at the six than the tri-compact, the regular three register setup with no date. So at least to me, this is more appealing personally than a traditional uh, moon watch. Not moon watch. Well, well they're not right. in competition with each other. Well, I get it, but you're going to have them. Yeah, if you preference. go to an AD, they're going to have them side by side. And when you ask for a speedy, they're like, oh, well, we just got this one in. So oh, they are sure. cross-marketed. Yeah, but it's also a 15 millimeter stick and 44.25 millimeters wide. Yeah, because the average Joe cares about that. No, no, I'm saying there will be when they put on the wrist. In other words, the, the, the Speedy Pro. In reality, even though Omega calls the Speedy Pro 42 because of the asymmetric case, in reality, it's a 40. Really, it's really a 40. So if you, if you measured it from like the, you know, uh, 12 and 6 with calipers, it's 40. It's only when they measure that bizarre thing where they're measuring like the, you know, the, um, the case with the, um, the lug, uh, the, 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 the crown guards that mm-hmm. also guard, you know, the, um, the pushers sort of, then it measures 42. So it's really a 40. So really, when you put one next to the other, because it's really gonna, you're gonna feel a, a big difference. Essentially, it's two millimeters. Really, really the 44 was like a 42, and then the uh, is really 42, and then the 42 is really a 40. Why is it Those two millimeters are a big difference. A factor of size with you, John. 
Damn. <laughs> size matters. Especially oh with size, <laughs> size always matters. Girth. <laughs> it's either going to be too big or too small, man. That's, That's it. Yeah. Dep- depends on the person. You got the Goldilocks zone, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's it, man. <laughs> oh, oh, speaking of which, since we started this conversation uh, pre recording, guess what the millimeter is for the lungs? 21. Is it really? Yeah. Uh, so, like, so then when you can never just find anything, about you know? Watch yeah. bands and that 21. 23. The, 23. Yeah. Everything should debacle. be 20. Everything should be 20. It just makes life a whole lot well, easier. 22 is fine. 22 is fine on the right watch. Okay. 20, well, 20 is 22. But then if you want to make it taper, make it taper so it's prettier. If you want to have it straight so it's that aggressive look, no problem. But having all these weird sizes. Really? 21, guys? It, it's, it, uh, there was a... It's Rolex all know, over again with me. the new 41 it, sub. This is like finding a Patek that requires a 17.5 millimeter strap, oh, tapering Christ down to a 14. Cracker. Christ on a yes. right? Yeah. Correct. Crazy. Why? Why? Because, because then they, you have to buy it straight from them or get, pay a stupid amount of money for a custom. And yeah, every time you put the order in from any custom buckle, shop, they're going right? to call you like, is this right? Well, well, because and, and people are going to want to use either, either the, the 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 you know um, protect paddock whatever it doesn't matter uh, the 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 paddock buckle or deployment deployment right they're not going to want to use a generic one what deployment 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 what are we deploying deployment <laughs> <an> ongoing <laughs> argument I love that. Yes, I get that all the time. I need a deployment buckle. Oh, cool. What's it's a go- deployment? It's going, it's, it's going to yeah. Iraq. Yes, we're gonna deploy something, all right. But, uh, but so, people are gonna want people want the factory one because usually, especially like those, don't tend to be stainless steel for the most part, right? Because yeah. they uh, they tend to be, you know, th- 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 those those tend to be precious metals. So people want, you know, again, it's a, a tech pin buckle and like gold, or platinum, or rose, or whatever it is. And then, yeah, you're gonna have twenty three to tapers down to fourteen or some nonsense. So that just wow, huge pain. Yeah, uh, that's so. That's yeah. that's what they are. In other words, are you giving this watch a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Um, a fist bump. Oh, jeez. Oh, yikes. <laughs> That's harsh. I give it a thumbs like, up. Like, it looks awesome. I just think it's way too much money for what it is. So, so check this out. So if it were $7,000, no, no. it's okay? No, even, even okay, what's, how much is the dark side of the moon? It's about that. About that, eleven something, twelve yeah. something. No, I thought there were less. Was it like ninety eight or something? The I black think... one, yeah. the ceramic one. That's ceramic. No, 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 no. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, no, no. The dark side of the yeah, the, the ceramic one. It's ten yeah. two. So there you go. It's eight. All it's, right. it's eight eight hundred. Okay, it's almost a thousand dollars less. It's eight hundred bucks. Yeah, but so it doesn't basically have that it's the same price. Next escapement. Uh, okay, but if you take okay, so let's just t- take something not. You understand that eight hundred dollars in the watch world is like meh. No, no, no. no I, I, I understand. Yeah, but that's still, one link. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, true. also, also that's the prices. Also, also, hold on. Also, the prices came out because you have to remember. Oh, that was the other thing I was going to mention. Is uh, well, that was part of the main topic. Is uh, Omega just like Rolex just increased their prices a little bit yeah. ago? Omega just increased their prices this week. So, for example, the Snoopy was like ninety six. Uh, it's now ten. So this no, watch the stupid is like thirty. Well, yes, yes, because you'll never get one <laughs> at ninety six. Yeah, at ninety six. Yeah. So well, my argu- my argument, at least for the for the was it the Speedy Super Racer? Oh, they should have called it like the Mach Five. That would have been so cool. I think racing, super racing. Oh, oh, God forbid! Right. <laughs> What's I th- deploy deployment? <laughs> Get that shit straight. Fair tomato, enough. tomato. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it's it's fitting, and I think the price is in line with Omega's new strategy. Remember, they want to move up market. They want to move into that Rolex category. They want to move the Speedmaster into a Daytona's pricing. I think this is a perfect way to go to that. Yeah, it's, and it they've been doing it for years. Don't don't say that they haven't. No, no, they have, but it's still it's it's, it's not a winning proposition. Argu- like, arguably, they're better watches, but the pricing has uh, never been there. Right, well, but, in but modern not, times, not, before, but it's not just a question of, of 
it's just not, it's also, but it's not just a question of pricing. It's a question of value perception market, yeah, of the general yeah, public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Market. Yeah, I get it. I get that. But I think they are moving into the right, in, in the right direction when, when it comes to this. Uh, was it 11.2 you said? Uh, no, it's, it's, it's 11. Oh. But for example, I'm looking, so the Ed White re-edition, which actually uses the 321. Uh-huh. Uh, is and, and that's and that's hard to get. In other words, the other one you'll be able to walk in and buy the the Super Racing. You won't. You can't just walk in and buy an Ed White's reedition. And that's fourteen six. With a very but assuming they're movement. both in stock. With a super limited with a movement that's only used in that watch or the platinum one with the meteorite. You know, and uh, the moon Speedy dust Pro that's and the moon dust in the metal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, but let's just take away the platinum one because okay. that's like eighty grand or whatever. But like yeah, I'm saying, more down to earth. Yeah, yeah. For the steel one, I, I think, I think you're getting like again better value proposition fourteen six for the, uh, <coughs> the the Ed White. It's okay. Just a cooler. Yeah, because it's got the three twenty one. Because it has the three twenty one. Which, as a collector, you want. As a collector, you want. However, as a watch enthusiast, as a person buying a watch that's not a collector, that's not one of us in the very deep whole sense of the word do they care probably not no because it's got yellow and somebody's gonna be like oh it has yellow i like this i'll buy it right because they're gonna look at it like the way i look at a watch i look at a watch from the inside out not the outside in so for me it's important to see what's under the hood before i see what's you're just on the outside looking in what's on the outside Exactly. Beauty <laughs> is on the inside. <laughs> Not if you, you know. buy a tutor. Uh. Wow. <laughs> no. I wow. own a tutor. Lord. Wow. Wow. You had to go there. You might have. You should have just said Invicta for that matter. Yeah. No. No. I was. I was. Stay, I was staying within a uh, normal human level. Not you know crap. <laughs> for Christmas, everybody's getting an Invicta. I'll take a, grand a limited Lupa. edition. A grand the watch aficionado Invicta. Okay, that sounds kind of cool. No, <laughs> I want a Sabakwa Noma twenty eight. It needs to be fifty six okay. millimeters. I oh, want, you want it. If Swatches Omega, if Swatches Omega, that's fine. I'll take a glycine airman. <laughs> if Swatches Omega, then I'll take a glycine airman because that's an Invicta. Uh, okay, no, I wanted to say Invicta on the dial, not glycine. Well, I mean, but it's... But that's what it is. Yeah. Okay, I give it a thumbs up. I to like me, it. that's a winner. I like it, and I gave you my opinions as to why. They're moving I told up, you, I like the they're moving up market. The they're moving up market, and this is a perfect yeah, well, we, yeah, but to, we knew that. To, to push it forward or up or whatever. Sure, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah, it should. Yeah, eventually. They, it they, should. They deserve it. They should. No, again, and they've been, and some stuff, they've been obviously more upmarket than, than Rolex. The most complicated watch Rolex makes is um, Sky either the Skydweller Sky or, Sky or the Yachtmaster 2. No, no, no the Yachtmaster 2 is pretty complicated. Okay, yeah. so, okay, fine. Well, that's not going to compare to the um, new, you know, Chiming chronograph that they made. No. Or Omega's got the Senator Turbion, you know, yeah. the Ville. I mean, those obviously are high horology. Rolex is nothing like that. No. So, not yet, anyway. I, no, they're not. They're, they, they're they won't. Not, they're they not gonna. They don't they need won't. to. They, Why? Yeah, they don't. They, they don't. don't have to. They. No. They. You know what I would the love? Mold, I would love. It ain't broke. A deadbeat Rolex again. We've had this conversation. Well, you can have an oyster quartz. Not the same. Right. You know that's not. The same. I know it's. By not the way, the same, but... by the way, Alex. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's, with your moon swatch, does it tick? Like it ticks and it's loud, right? Yes, because there's a battery in it. No batteries vibrate. <laughs> There are certain quartz movements that will tick. Uh, what, 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 no, no, it does. It does. No, no, it ticks. It ticks yeah. and it's loud. It, it does, yeah, and it's, it's loud, as loud as the Oyster quartz. Yeah. So I. Ticking, which the I like, Moon's you know. watch is not the only watch I own. I, I like fun watches too. Not all my watches are expensive watches. Guys. I own a System Fifty One. Great piece. I, I know. So I love that thing. Yeah. You know. You know. There's no battery in that, right? Thank you. Okay, just wanted to. Make There's sure. also nowhere to service it if it breaks. That's true, but it's not designed for yes. that. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, the um, uh, I have some of the limited edition pieces, like the like the Bond ones, and uh, the loudest one that I have out of all of them is the the limited edition Miami piece that came out. Holy fuck! I could hear that easily across the room. 
Well, you have to be able to hear, the designers could hear it over Calle Ocho. That's what it is. That's probably why they did it. Listen, That's it's the probably thing why is, they did it. It's it's uh it's like a pastel blue and a pastel pink. The watch is loud as hell. It matches my personality. Perfect. And Miami. And Miami. It's awesome. It has flamingos Miami. on it. It's really fucking cool. Nice. But the fucker is loud in a quiet room. Loud. It's yeah, tick, of course. Tick. It's almost like one of those like weird uh like Netflix moments, like it's oh everything's gonna tense up right now and it's gonna get serious. I'm like, no, it's just my watch, it's over there. So, so it's like so it's basically like 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 a god uh, a grandfather clock, like an upright clock, essentially ticking like that loud. It's that loud, yeah. 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 But uh, the Moon's watch is loud, but it's not as loud as that one. And some of my no, no, no. I was just asking if you found yeah. it loud because it was. I was oh, like, yeah, I was surprised. Oh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. wow, why is this so the ticking so loud? Yeah. But, Ironically enough, the first night I bought it, I put it on my nightstand and I went. Was well, it night or morning, really? Because at that time of the day, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. It's probably morning. It was probably was it three morning. in the morning. Yeah, yeah, I was coming off a few bumps. You know, I went try to go into bed, and tick, tick, tick. It was horrible. But it is what it is. Yep. It'll keep you awake. Just pull the crown out while you're sleeping at night. Yeah. Actually, you know what? The, I'll say the battery, too. <laughs> yeah. The thing that pisses me off the most out of any of those, they don't line up. The minute and the seconds hands don't line up when they tick. I get it. I know they're a $100 Yeah, there's watch. expensive watches that don't do that yeah. either. I get it. There's, they're $100 watches. watches but, the same oh, problem. my God. It's, it's, it's not a very precise movement. Yeah. So yeah, that's where we are with that. wasn't wasn't made for that. Yeah, I mean, how much is it? What's what? What do you think the total movement cost is? Like with all everything R and D, Mariano, five bucks? Or like maybe? Wow, maybe maybe ten. I'll give him that. But it can't be more than that. They they. I, I mean, they use the exact same movement. They, they use the exact same movement. I think in the least expensive Chrono, which is something like ninety nine dollars. Yeah, and this so is the movement. But they don't need to change. Can't it. cost. More than no, no, I'm, I'm not saying that. Say no. What I'm saying is, no, no, no. What, I, what I'm saying is, you, you imagine they sold a million of these, plus they sold a million of them at a much higher profit margin than they sell the regular stuff. Oh, yeah. Point, you know? yeah. 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 It's well, just, what's the story? The guy in, um, in London that got stabbed over a moon, over a moon's watch when, uh, at the release? Come on. Oh, for the love of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Luckily, that's the only thing that happened. They closed down a couple boutiques because of that. Yeah. So a whole bunch of people that were that. in line uh, weren't able to get them because of the, on, on the release uh, day. It was weird. Yeah. So somebody, somebody literally asked that in, in one of the uh, one of the Facebook yeah. watch groups. They're like, "Oh, I'm I'm going to Patagonia. This is two Argentines on this podcast." And he's like, "Oh, should I wear my moon swatch?" And I'm like, "Absolutely not." Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So after the last episode. Uh, I did get some feedback from somebody uh, who actually has been listening to our podcast. Somebody that wants to get into break into the business. What what is my they asked me, what is your thought about getting into the business? And I thought that would be something good. We can talk about three different perceptions here. Mine as a watchmaker, John as a horologist and you, Alex, as a collector what like what is our perception of the business i feel like the, the word industry leech would also fit leech yeah i just leech off of you guys oh <laughs> i thought we needed a fourth person to join this podcast i wasn't sure where we were going with that one i, I don't know any of those but mm. okay really you don't know what, any leeches? Uh, you don't need lawyers oh sorry oh shit <laughs> Okay. Uh, yes, I know many lawyers. Um, what What do we think? I mean, okay, you're a collector. Mm -hmm. You want certain things, and you keep getting told, "No, you can't have this." Okay. What's the? You got to get angry. You have to be. I mean, what? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me how you really feel. So. At least for me as a collector, a big majority of everything that I own and I collect, the hunt is almost worth more than the piece itself. So when you get at, at it... Least the, at least for me, for example, the way that I go okay. about uh, getting a new piece is 
I see something that catches my eye, either design-wise, movement-wise, so on and so forth. And I'm like, oh, cool. And it, I am attracted to it because I like it. At that point, I'm like, okay, why does it look like that? What's the history behind it? Is, there, is this a reissue of something? Is this like a classic piece that has just been redone for modern? Is that something that's worth adding to a collection? From there, I'm like, okay, cool. And then it's, it's a back and forth whether or not to get it as a vintage piece or to get it as a modern piece. I have a bunch of vintage pieces that for the life of me, I'm probably going to end up selling because they are, you have to baby them. And I'm a rough, I, I'm rough with pieces. I, I, I wear them, I bang them around. I, I, I can't, oh, like, oh, you can't wash your hands. Like, really? Come on. So I started gravitating the last maybe seven to eight years um, to modern pieces because of that. So I started doing homework on modern pieces and reissues and stuff like that. And that's where I'm at. It needs to grab my attention first. And then I do like the history of it first. My favorite watch in the world. You guys both know it's my Pepsi. I wear that more than any other piece. But for me, it's the history of Pan Am. That whole, I grew up wanting to be a pilot. I grew up in the 80s in Miami by the airport. You would see the Pan Am flights coming in and out. It was, it was amazing. You could go right up to the fence and the planes were, what, 15, 20 feet away from you? Come on. Yeah, that's cool. Not happening anymore. No, it is Al Lauderdale International when you're driving a 995, and it's always a spirit plane. I don't know why. I'm like, I'm driving, and the spirit plane's like, you know, yeah. 50 feet above you. Like yeah. the big so the day Rolex plane. comes out with a black and yellow GMT, we'll talk. Ouch. Never happening. It's not happening. But again, oh, well, you say that, that, but then they came up with a Destro, you know, true. green and black one. That's so. true. That's true. Let me tell you guys, that watch is um, is interesting. Let everybody know that you just acquired it. I just acquired the Destro left-handed uh, Sprite, people calling it? Right, Sprite. Yeah, Sprite. yeah everybody's lefty, got the GMT Master yeah, lefty, yeah, yeah, lefty GMT. Um, since I have all the GMTs, all my GMTs are on Jubilee. And I thought it'd be really cool to get this one on an Oyster, since it's backwards anyways. So just to have it different from, for the, from the whole collection. And I have to say... I don't think I like it. You don't like I it. I don't think I'm still wearing it. I'm I'm still trying it out. It's it the thing is that I wear a bracelet, a rubber bracelet, a rubber omega bracelet with my watches. And I and I change them out different colors and I have other bracelets and stuff that I wear with on my watch uh wrists. Um, and the crown pushes the bracelets up in such a way that it becomes cumbersome. Maybe you need to put the bracelet on the other side. Maybe you just need to shut the fuck up. Oh, shit. All righty, then. <laughs> wait, wait. What, what, wait, hold on. No, but really. But what, well, I what wear about, bracelets on balance? my other hand as well. No, no, but here's my question. What, what about balance? Like, if the, if the date wasn't at nine, if it was at three, do you think the watch would visually look better? Yes, I do. The reason I okay. say that is... That's because, my problem. The reason I say that is because I own a Tag Heuer all-black PVD Aqua Racer um, mechanical watch. Not mechanical, it's an automatic. It, um, it's an automatic, it's, it'd be mechanical. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it, it's all black PVD and with lime green uh, markers for the dial. It is so fucking cool. I've seen, I, I, yeah. I think I've, I've seen, seen pictures. So yeah. that one is also upside down, but the date is on the three o'clock. That's okay. better. Well, and so is the Pelagos. So is so the, the Pelagos. Pelagos. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. And it, Great. I love the left-handed Pelagos. Yeah. That and they went with the roulette wheel, which is cool, too, on the Pelagos. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm still on the fence about it. I've had it on for maybe, what, two weeks? Week and a half? On my wrist as a daily? I don't know. I went back to my Pepsi. I'm like, yeah, this feels right. Of course you did. <laughs> of course. Of course. You just have to wear it upside down and pretend you I know what time it, it is. I thought about it. The crown is upside down on it. I'm like, okay, cool. I guess this is how you tell time in China. But all right. It's a racist joke, I know. That's why. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Jesus. But John, same question. What, save, do, you, what do you think of the industry? Well, I, I, so, so I, I, I'm looking at it more from, from the industry. In other words, this guy wants to get in. So I, as as the three of us know, you have everybody and their mother, you know, the last couple of years, let's say the last five years, 
trying to think, oh, I could be a watch dealer. No, you can't. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, but they, 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 they can't. And it's not a question of money. I don't care if they, how much money they have in the bank. It's a question of knowledge. And it's and it's a question because you have to be able to – at the end of the day, it's not a question of business. You can be great at business, right? You can make the best website you've ever known, You know, great SEO, great SEM, great marketing, uh, both on uh, social and email. You, you got everything. But if you don't know what you're actually talking, talking about regarding watches, what they're worth, what what how much you should sell them for, how long they're really – certain pieces should be in inventory for, what the box and papers are, especially if you're dealing – again, not vintage, but even – uh, again, uh, a contemporary watch, but it's 20 years old, and as you start getting some rare stuff, some uh, some upper end pieces, you got to know what you're looking for. Has it been polished? Has it not been polished? Has it worked on it? If it has a sapphire case back, okay, can you look at the movement and know that somebody messed around with it and the screws don't look right? Again, you know, again, I'm not not touching a little bit of Mariano's point, but I, but if you have enough experience, you can get a very not cursory look, but, but a you, really get, you get you get that through experience. experience. You get right, that through and time. there's. And, I, right, which is which is impossible to do through books. You can yeah. read every book in the world, and it's just not the same as touching the property and opening them up, and you know, and making mistakes because you also learn from your mistakes. So making mistakes is stuff. It's just Big there's time. no, yeah. and that's and that's the thing. And, so are you and, telling and me that the guy in New York that was selling me a limited edition Daytona with the Submariner bezel <laughs> may have been trying to pull a fast one on me? He's a specialist. He's a specialist. Yes. He's a um, specialist. Okay. Uh, yeah. But um, no, I mean, and what happens is, again, I, I kind of broke it up, um, you know, into basically like three eras of watch of watchmaking. And, and that and, and that's just not the era, that's just watchmaking, but also in terms of like fakes and, and Franken watches and all that. Again, yeah. something that that uh, that uh, that a uh, wannabe dealer would require, which is be pre quartz crisis. Right. So all that era beforehand. Yes, of course there were fakes. Of course there were messed with watches, but there were less of them. It was easier to find pure, untouched, unmolested watches. Look, I'm not at, saying they have look at you going back into the agenda. Very well yeah. done. Well I'm done. Just saying. Well so, done. so, so, no, but you have that, and then, and then at the same time, you have the quartz crisis era, which, which in reality, again, nobody has a crystal ball with the hindsight, but uh, well, except for that one guy. So there's one guy. Who like I don't know like his family owns like a denim like a, um, a cloth company like the business like den denim like fabric and he's obviously worth you know, I don't know hundreds of millions or over a billion dollars and him him started like in the eighties and he had all this money started buying all this stuff because during the quartz crisis they were giving up not giving away but you can get twenty four ninety nines for like you know a palm Daytona's all this stuff but he wasn't nothing. buying it because as a collector no no he, he was buying it he was buying it yeah he was buying it because he had money he loved it you know and, and he had and he had the money yeah you know again now if you wanted to sell it you know he could be like the number one dealer in the world in that collection yeah is my point you know so hindsight's twenty twenty no but sometimes sometimes people bought stuff you know years ago dealers and they're like oh you know what I'm gonna keep this I I can afford to have this in the safe mm -hmm. You know, and have it in inventory for six thousand days. You know, again, do the math because I know it's going to increase in value, and it did. That happened. But now that has happened, and it doesn't happen every day. No, of so course not. But you have to know. I mean, but again, but you have to know the business to be able to take that risk and that gamble. But Correct. it's a calculated risk. Correct. It's a calculated gamble. It's not just random blind luck. It's not like like you're going to throw darts, but like the dartboard's behind you, so you're like throwing it backwards. You can't see where you're yeah, throwing yeah, the darts. But at. At, the, at the end of the day, the way the APR is at, at banks today with a regular savings account, it's you're better off investing in precious metals or even a watch. The ROI is going to be I agree. times better. Well, uh, that was before. I think now that the market softened, it has because it did outpace. You know, like Rolex was outpacing, like you know, like the I, I can't remember what it was. I, it was. One of the stock. Yeah, I don't know if it was the Dow or the mm -hmm. or the S and P. You know, like the whole index of it. But I, I think now again, long term though, I mean, again, because the, the, the market's designed to always go up. That's why they switch out oh, yeah. stocks. And like yes, from the Dow, for example, so Dow Jones, one of them's not doing well. They put one that does do well, so it always goes up. Uh, long term. If you put you know money into again an index fund or whatever you and you have twenty years to wait and you keep investing in it, that probably all over the long term is going to do better than most watches. Do you Not think at them, that course, point you're getting into but, it for the wrong reason though? Yeah, no, 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 I'm not talking about as collecting. We're talking about as somebody wanting to get in the industry as a dealer, not as collecting. Collecting dealer. is different. Sorry, just as a straight yeah, dealer. Okay. Just straight, if you're if you're talking about collecting, yeah. then you shouldn't be buying something as an investment as a collector. Well, really? if you, you want to get into part. this as a dealer, I think the first thing you need to do is not like watches. If you yeah, like, if you like watches, you're going to fall in love. 
I want to keep every damn watch I buy. Yeah. It's a problem. It is. I don't. Again. And I like watches. I, I have a retail store. I see people coming in all day long, every day. They want to buy this or sell that. or And then when they want to sell something, you know, the first thing that clicks into my brain, how much do I really like this watch? Yeah. Because the first thing that enters my mind is, damn it, I want to buy this, but I want it for me and put it in my collection. No, it's hard. I don't have that. No, no, I, I, I remember it. Um, um, it's a very popular, it's not the, um, it's a Daytona. It's the, there's different nicknames for it. The Leopard, the Safari, you know the one I'm talking yeah, about? The Nick Cave. Okay. Elton John. We used yeah, to yeah, call yeah. it the Elton John. John. Yeah. Okay. So that watch, for example, got it. Photographed it, I cataloged it, the whole thing, acquired it, sold it, right? When I went to one of the auction houses, I, I would never want to own that watch. Yeah, because you don't that. like the watch, exception. but what happens if but it's I a watch you like? Yeah, but even watches that I like, if I think I'm going to make enough money, you know, like, again, the problem is, like, okay, you can always, you can always in the back of your mind go, okay, well, these 60 or 80 watches are my permanent collection. But if somebody offers you enough money, like, there's, there's a very famous watch dealer, again. Well, everybody um, has a price. There's a very famous watch dealer. I'll just say he's an expert in paddock. And his thing is he was wearing his watch. It's a stainless steel watch. Regular automatic time, time only date, right? So nothing complicated from brand that makes very complicated watches. And he told me, he's like, yeah, people ask him like, to buy it off my wrist. And he's like, he's like, what I tell them is I gave him, I gave him a preposterous number. He's, he's like, I don't want to sell it. It's my watch. I wear it for everything. He's like, but I do give a preposterous number. So sometimes I'll put, literally put double what, like, you know, gray market's going for. Gray market retail, not gray market wholesale, obviously. He's like, if somebody really wants to buy for that much, I'll take it. Because I know I can then go ahead and buy another one. And still make and then, all that you know, money. Yeah. So, so right. that's what I'm saying. So you have to be able to, you know, you could like stuff, but if somebody makes you, you know, they make you an offer you can't refuse, as long as the horse, you know, with no horse head on, on in your bed, then it's worth taking. <laughs> Agreed. That's so all. the collecting perspective, horology perspective, uh, the me, retail it would, to perspective. To me, it would be almost impossible. I don't think I could be able to get it as a dealer. You you would fail at that miserably. Oh, my God. Yeah. You, you're going to keep everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Within, so a like, month, okay, within a month, I'm eating ramen noodles and wearing. Yep. <laughs> this one's for me. This one's for me. This one's for me, too. Yeah. Man, I can't oh, sell any of these. this one matches the first one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, you're it's like, hard. oh, this is. This is this is a lady's Jajera uh, with a one on one movie with diamonds. This is for me. <laughs> this is for me. I'll, I'll wear it as a pinky finger. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll yeah. put it on my pinky. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's again, it's hard. It's hard. And like I was trying to, I've had this conversation with this guy before who asked me this question. You know, he's like, I, I want to do what you do. For the, my first question was, why? <laughs> <laughs> Once we got past the why do you want to do this, you know, he's thinking, oh, well, you're surrounded with all this and it's all lucrative and you must make a bazillion dollars a year. And it's nothing like that. You know, I like I was I, like I said to him pre-internet. You could have bought something for whatever, a hundred dollars and sold it for twenty five thousand dollars. And who was going to question you? Nobody. Nobody. I'm sure right now a, there's a couple of auctions that actually ended up that way. I'm I'm a million percent sure that there's many more oh, than absolutely. Several. I can tell you that for, I can tell you that for a hundred percent, and I, I have a for sure for sure. But today we have so much information that if you buy a watch for a thousand dollars, maybe you could sell it for. $1,500, you're not going to go and sell that $1,000 watch for twenty grand because somebody's going to look it up. doesn't well, matter. I guess that's when you start looking at the, the whole ROI. What's really going to give you an ROI? You want to get into this for the long run, you start making 500 per watch. Are you going to start flipping enough watches that you will eventually make up to get a big piece and get a big flip? Or do you? Or do you just keep going 500 at a time and that's how you make your money? Depends on the watch. I mean, yeah, there's depends a couple of... It, it depends, depends more on the person. Well, well, take, no, but take your Sprite, okay? Uh -huh. so let's just take the Sprite as an example since yeah. you brought that watch up. Yeah. Uh, Which, Sprite, for the record, every time I get a new watch and I post my pictures and I have my fun on Instagram and I do the whole thing, um, I get messages from people like, hey, sell me your watch, I'm a dealer, blah, 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 blah. These watches aren't for sale. These are my watches. 
Right, right, right. No, I don't say that, but I'm saying, okay, so obviously you went ahead. Uh-huh. So the, the, the difference, again, and that's an industry thing we can talk about too, is like obviously people's relationship with ADs and how that changes as well. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, let's be honest, both both collectors and pure dealers have relationships with ADs to get stuff. Oh, that's, yeah. You know, in other words, the, the watch brand only sells channels through ADs, therefore, where do the watches come from? So, you know, that that, that cat's out of the bag. If, if people don't know that, it's not, it's not like it's some big secret. So taking that into consideration, Alex is buying it from an AD, he's buying it at retail, fine. Mm-hmm. But at one point, as you know, when the Sprite first came out, like what, eight months ago, nine months ago, um, it was right at the beginning, they got to a point where they got to close to $60,000. Yeah, I remember for that, that. For that watch. I remember that. But there yeah. were, I'm sure there were dealers that maybe paid 50. And then now in like, it's like less than 30, I think, or closer to something around 30. I don't have to, I haven't checked in a couple, like, uh, like two or three weeks. I don't know what they're at that, but roughly. So imagine if you're a dealer and you're a newbie dealer and you spend 45 or 50 on that watch, yeah. you have now lost a lot of money. Like, oh, do you think back. the people that bought it for 45, 50 still have those pieces or do you think they've already uh, turned them? I think they're um, gone already. I, I think, think so they too. flipped them. I think so too. Yes, I don't think anybody's no, yes ever. Yes and no. Yes and no. Because because again, just because somebody posts something for sale doesn't mean it sells. But that, and that watch being own. that hot of a watch, and I remember when it came out, like, oh yeah, sixty grand. I'm like, that's ridiculous. But it dropped up. Price dropped very quickly, though. In other I, words, I get like, it. Yeah, because there weren't any right. on the market. Is the first. It's probably going to happen with that giant uh, sub that came out. Uh, same thing. It's going to come up and it's going to come down back to a normal price, and, and it established. They're, they're they're trading around forty right now. That's God. It's twenty eight something. Yeah, and it's a twenty six thousand dollar watch. So eventually, it's going right. to level off. Yeah, it's going to eventually yeah. level. Off. But at, at the same time, I think the dealers that bought at fifty grand to sell it for sixty already had a buyer. Right, but I'm saying, but the newbies did it. That's my point. Uh, we're talking about just somebody who just came into the industry. Might not necessarily if you have just came, in, if you just came into the industry and you are dropping fifty grand on People a watch that. on one watch. You either have a shitload of money, or you are about to fail on your business. There's yeah, no way me as a, a, a lot of as people, a startup business that. am I spending fifty k on one. I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket. No way. Oh, people do that. Okay, no not way. you, but people do do that. They do do that. That's what I'm if saying. If I have a customer that. that's willing to pay sixty, and it's going to cost me fifty, he better, I'm going to pull the trigger and de- buy. He better give a deposit. You have oh, clients. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you have clients. You're established. Yeah, I'm Correct. saying a brand no, new that's guy. That's my problem. This is, for this you, it's a family thing. He's going to go in. He's going to go blind. Yeah. Or he'll I'll be the reverse. Only the reverse can happen. He'll buy a lot of shit watches that, like, he'd be like, oh, I got this for $700. But then nobody wants it. So it's not even worth 1000 because you can't get anybody who wants to buy, you know, maybe $750 or maybe $700 or maybe $650. Maybe he'll lose money on it. You know, it's like, oh, I bought 10 of them. When you come to the not, store... On Friday, I'm going to show you a whole showcase full of things that I bought that I can't sell. Okay, so there, it's proof it, because it's right there. I have a ton of money invested in all this stuff that I can't flip. On the same thing, the the OP41 with the Tiffany dial. Back in December, a year ago, that thing was going for sixty grand. It's a six thousand dollar watch. I'm sorry, what? No, it wasn't yes. that high. No, it never and went that high. During Christmas, I saw it on Chrono for around 60. Again, somebody, yeah, but that was probably the highest price somebody's asking. What was the lowest yes. price? Yes. That's, That's money right. laundering. That's money laundering. I, wonder, well, I don't right. know what the spread was. No, no disagreement there. The point is, how do you take a $6,000 watch, make it $60,000, and people, it was selling, maybe not at 60, but at between 40 and 50. So I have the coral red version of that watch. Yes. And I can tell you, hands down, it is the worst finished case and bracelet from Rolex I have ever felt. You know also as I watch? Brian Cranston. I was watching uh, Bill Maher's got like a podcast and he was wearing that watch. <laughs> it's very distinctive of that dial. There you go. I like it. I like the red. It's like that orangey, blood orange. It's red. a cool piece. It's a cool but... piece. It's a cool $6,000 piece. Exactly, not twenty thousand. Yeah. Oh yeah, but those have gone down in price a lot too. Well, first of all, they they got rid of uh, uh, some of the colors. They got rid of the forty-one, anyways. Yeah, the Tiffany blue they got rid of. The Tiffany blue's gone. The coral red, like mine, they got rid of as well. 
I, I, I like that one for 39. I thought the 39 size was like a, a nice size. Oh, the 39 with the the, the gray purple dial. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, was gorgeous. Nice watch, yeah, that yeah was the gray dial was cool, yeah. but it's discontinued. Well, I know, of course, no, the 39 to complete discontinued. Well, that's that's my also my problem with the Explore One or Explore however you want to call it. But the fact that they went from 39 back down to the 36 size, also because yeah. that 39, if you wanted a a a no date Rolex that was still sporty but it wasn't the sub in other words had an explorer. Had, you know an explorer was at 39 yep. it was flawless it was thin it was per- just perfect like i know people that own that watch at 39 again just bought it as retail whatever they're not really they're the watch guys they're not like super collectors but that's a good daily watch they love that watch yeah it's perfect and then okay. i heard of nobody who's bought the new 36 to wear I think it's a waste. I, I think it was a mistake for them to take discontinue the 39 to bring back the 36. And make a two-tone version with yellow gold. And make a two-tone version, which is <laughs> that Cause, pretty. Because, again, I'm not a two-tone guy. And, again, Alex really knows it. I'm really not. But the GMT Master Rupier, the two-tone with the rose gold, is a fantastic-looking watch. That is a great-looking watch. Not for me. For two-tone. Huh? I don't like rose gold. Yeah, you that's don't like the yellow only, gold. Yeah, yeah, that's he, the only GMT you don't have. I'm a yellow gold guy. That's, right, that is the I'm only GMT. I know I have the, the No, because you have the bluesy. I, I understand that. I know. Yeah. yeah. No, my my, yeah. Blue, my sub bluesy is a hundred times better than my root beer. hundred times. Okay, but I'm saying, but I, well, again, what I'm talking about is I'm not a two-tone guy, but even yeah. the, I'm saying even the Explorer, again, forget about the 39, 36, for example, they, they would have gone rose gold instead of yellow. It would have looked a little better. It would have looked, you know, it would just would have looked a little bit more contemporary. I think it would have been better to have them either go back to 36, the, the, uh, all steel, 30, huh. would have 39, but for the anniversary, which is the whole reason they did the two-tone, to make a yep. special, maybe all gold version. No. Uh, I would have done something different. I would have done a special, but again, Rolex doesn't really do limited editions. It's just uh-huh. a limited production. I would have done... Uh, which they have done in the past, so it is taken from from their history. Is I would have done a um, white dial, a Polar Explorer One, which they every, have done in the past. Every single person that I know, every <laughs> single blog that I read, every single podcast that I listen to, every year around this time when the new watches get hinted at, everybody always says this is the year that we're going to get a white dial Explorer. <laughs> But for the anniversary, that would have made sense. Sure. It would have. Not only that, uh, again, it, and it matched the fact that the whole, you know, Everest, Polar, kind of goes together. Sometimes being your friend Well, the Tantic Norgate and, and, and Edmund Hillary watches have white dials. For, yeah. for those of you that are listening... The, the way we record this is through teams, so we can actually see each other. It is just a funny, uh, I don't know, I can't explain it. Someday we'll just have to post the to what see, we record. To see my on expression the, every time John on, says something like that? Yes, on the, our YouTube channel, and then you can really see what actually goes on. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm telling you, it's mind-boggling. <laughs> Your eyes rolled so far back. I thought you just saw your own brain back there. <laughs> it was, yeah, I saw some gray matter. It wasn't. It wasn't an explorer with polar. Dial, I'll tell you that. No. Well, I'm sorry. You don't know about the history of the explorer. Oh. <laughs> oh. Sticking then, then, to the you know, topic. If you really want to have that argument, then we could argue that we don't know for sure that it was an explorer that made it all the way up. It could have been a Smith. No, both both did. They carried both watches. Both and what we don't and also we don't know who came who went first. That's the thing. Because neither Tazak Norgate nor Edmund Hillary who said who went first. Who's on first? Yes. Well, What's on second? Being that none of us were there, we yeah. can't verify that. Yeah. Yes. So, well now you now you don't actually have to go to um Everest, right? Now they have that website where you just add your face and then it just has it like you're at Everest. Really? You saw that? Yeah, because apparently they're like there's so many tourists now that like go to Everest. That like there's like dead bodies they find and like there's like tons of trash. And, well, like, yeah, because it's, a it's issue, Mount yeah, Everest. Yeah. It's like an actual adventure, and you have to. Yeah, but according to mountaineers, it's not. It's it, it, it's not. It's not the hardest. K two is a harder mountain to climb. Oh, apparently, I, I, I don't know. I'm not a mountaineer, so I just you know. Apparently, yeah. there are harder. Well, last week I, when I, I climbed the mountain, yeah, I was I was saying you know this is nothing. Really? 
<laughs> I can't even climb a pile of dirt. Yeah, we live in Florida. What's elevation is what no, six inches? Uh, Pompano Hill. You can you can climb Pompano Hill. That's the garbage uh, pile. I know. <laughs> wow. Wow. That, that's that's the garbage, garbage pile. pile. No, that would be that. A white dial explorer would be interesting. Yep. Yeah. An explorer one thirty nine. Yeah. In white dial. White dial. Yeah. Perfect. Rolex, add, if we'll you're listening. To, we'll add that to the list of... Uh, They're not listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> they don't, they don't listen to anybody. Yeah, let's add that to the list want. of uh, perspective watches that are going to come out for sure in 23. By the way, actually, that, that's the thing about the industry, like in the future, you know, right? Um, so, what it, so obviously they made that new factory, Rolex did. The question is, you think they're going to make full watches there? Or are they going to just make parts or is it going to be like I you know, what are was, they doing i thought it was to um to service their new pre-owned service department i think I, it i think it was built for expansion of the manufacturing okay i think again it's so secretive that we're not going to know it's a wonka factory it's a Wonka factory. We're not going to know until it's done and running and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Even All then, right. Well, we'll tell everybody that's going to come out are made by Oompa Loompas. Yeah. Okay. We'll have to request Rolex is actually a tour. made by Oompa Loompas, not watchmakers. It's Oompa Loompas. Okay. The we're, we're, I'm going to request a tour, a private tour for the three of us. I'm in. You know, <laughs> the Watch Aficionado podcast is I'm going I have, to listen, I have enough miles on my card. I'm in. I'm in too. That's it. Well, no, it'll be an all expense paid Thing from them. Don't worry. That's we're we're, we're gonna get that covered. Yeah. As soon as we yeah. get the viewership <laughs> to be the zeros to be on the right side of the number. Yeah, not on the <laughs> other side. I got it. Right now, like I always say to John, the only ones listening are my mother and your mother. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, everybody started somewhere. Yeah. That's cool. Well, you buy when you buy a LB, LB, when you buy a Rolex, right? In, inside with the cards, you know that little flap, you know, on the, on the inside of the box. It'll, uh, that it'll have a golden ticket in there. You know that that's what it'll be. <laughs> I got the golden ticket. Uh, maybe they should do that. Here's an idea. Oh, yeah. hey, no, Rolex. No. Here's an idea. Come on, yeah, pull a, yeah. a Willy Wonka thing. Gonna, how much is that going to cost? I don't know, but just for a tour. They're not. They don't have to give anything away. That, that'll be definitely. All right. All right. No, stop, somebody stop, will. Stop, stop. So, on a serious somebody note, will consign it do they not, not do tours? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No. No. No, no, AP does, Vacheron does, Paddock does, JLC does. I can go through the list of, like, we're talking about big, yeah, uh, the big yeah, names. Yeah. Brigade does, uh, Blancpain does, uh, but no, I don't think Rolex. Wow, they really are. I, I was being facetious, but wow, they no, really no, are they're, Wonka. They're, no, it's top secret. Yeah. Wow. It's, okay. That's top secret. Yeah, wow. big time. Huh. Big time. Omega does. Omega's got a museum and everything. You can visit it and, yeah. Yeah, there's no Rolex museum. Not um, that I know of. So what else do you guys think? No, is no, the Rolex Museum is year? the marketing department. The Rolex Museum is the marketing department. They market it. Oh, we've been doing this for 50, yes. 60, 70 years. And then they don't actually care about the actual old watches because when you send them into service, they ruin them. So <laughs> ouch. Ouch. They do. Is that fact is that factory gonna be done this year? That new one? I don't think so. I know. Okay. No, construction of Switzerland. Yeah, but the, the the Swiss Union, Swiss Union. There's a lot of no, there's, no, no. It's it's uh, there's a lot of uh, bureaucracy and stuff involved. Well, across the border, perfect. you get the Germans to come over. They're they're efficient. So the Swiss. I mean, I could say a really asshole joke right now, but never mind. Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we got it, we got it, we got it. We got uh, it. I'll mark it explicit <laughs> just in case. <laughs> I've been cursing like a sailor, so it's fine. It, that's all good. I don't think we've been cursing enough. Well, you've also been drinking like one too. So. I have. I, it's been a long day, guys. It's been a brother. Long I can't wait day. to see you Sunday. We're having a drink, and uh, I'm bringing cigars. Oh, I am in. And for in anyway. our moms and everybody else that's listening, well, no, what's, going on, on what's oh, going on uh, Sunday? What's going on Sunday, John? The first uh, meeting of uh, Red Bar Pompey. Wait, wait, stop, stop. Can you say that again with a little bit more enthusiasm? I'm not drunk enough for that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Give me 10 minutes. Uh, well, no, an hour and a half until you get here. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, now yeah, we're yeah, in my yeah. car. Um, no, so it's the first meeting of Red Bar Palm Beach. There you go. It's a private event. So, Correct. It's a private event. So, you can, um, uh, so how can I, you register? Uh, you have to send a DM to uh, at Red Bar Palm Beach on Instagram, and then I'll take a look. Okay. 
Because we got to verify is, people because it's, uh, as private I was asked, it's a private company. So. As I was asked, what is yes. Red Bar? <laughs> well, Mariano, you should know better than I do. Well, I guess, even though we've been members of Red Bar for a bazillion years, Red Bar is a global watch community. There's chapters all over the world. John happens to run the one in Palm Beach. I run the one in Tampa. And we do monthly get-togethers of anybody that has a watch that's a watch lover, minus Invicta. Uh, hey, hey. You know, Vintage all right. Invicta is... V- vintage, all right, that's different than... Okay, was well, I saying Vintage Movado? Yes. Yeah, okay, with Minerva, yes. Movado's very cool, yes. but yeah, yes. fine. Okay, yeah, yeah. As okay. long as you have a watch and you love watches... Reach out to John, reach out to me if you live in Tampa and you want to attend. If you're in Palm Beach or Broward, Miami, and you want to attend, just send us a message. Let us know. We would. I feel like we should also say there is a Miami. I have Miami. And then Miami. Yes. Red Bar Miami. There's a Red Bar Miami. There's a Red Bar um, Palm Beach. And there's a Red Bar Tampa. I believe there's an Orlando. Is that right? There's nobody in Orlando. Oh, no. Okay. No, because the Orlando guys. Well, now we see, and the Palm Beach one is running you. Yeah, the Palm Beach so. one is running you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Orlando people, because I, I do have some members that live in Orlando, mm-hmm. um, drive to Tampa. Okay. And I could tell you, as a member of Red Bar, it's a cool event. They're one. He's actually member of both. I am. <laughs> actually, all you're three, a member of, of all, all three, three chapters. Yeah. Yep. I am. So yep, I can so tell you, I. going to all the different events and the main thing that I've seen with, uh, with the creator of it, if there's a really cool YouTube uh, like interview with him. And he says the main thing is like, don't be an asshole. That's like their number yep. one rule at uh, a Red Bar. You could have anything from a $10 swatch to a $300 swatch like John's wearing to a $300,000 um, Venta Black uh, Turbo, and everything in between, and, everything and we, in don't between. we don't more discriminate. More expensive. We regulate. I more expensive pieces. We regulate. We regulate. I've, seen, I've seen more expensive pieces there too. No, no, but yeah, well, yeah but uh, I wore. Uh, listen, I, I wore my um, Casio mod with the metal bracelets. So uh, ninety nine dollar watch and ninety nine dollar bracelet, right? So two hundred bucks, and people were going gaga over it in yeah. Red Bar Tampa, right, Mariano? Yep. Everybody's like, oh, yep. what is he? But well, that's the cool thing about being a collector. You, uh, that's what I'm saying. I, so like, for example, I have, I have the money thing. I have the right. I'm a fanboy. I'm a Rolex fanboy. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a Rolex fanboy. Wait, you are? Yeah, funny, huh? But I have them all. I have every gamut. I, 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 I have pieces from different brands, and I, I love them all almost equally. Yeah, you've got Omega. I, lo- I do. I do. I do. I love Omega yes, big time. I do. I have, I have my two Speedies, and I love them. By the way. Well, uh, you, you thought I was poo-pooing just to bring back full circle. You thought I was poo-pooing the um, the super racing, but if you think about it, I've got the um, the Aquaterra uh, Bumblebee. That's, that's got true. yellow on it. That's, <laughs> that's black and yellow. That's true. Black and so yellow. I do like the design. Yeah, I do like that honeycomb dial. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was saying the honeycomb dial yeah. looks great. Like there's a lot of nice, really nice features yeah. to that watch. Just when I saw the price, I'm like, at a quick glance, does it kind of remind you of that tag that came out a few years ago with the turbo? With the fake turbo? Not really. No? It kind of no. did to me. Like, really quick at a glance, like, what the hell is, oh, Omega, cool. I guess it's the dial, because that, uh, that turbo tag that came out had that textured dial that uh, was kind of like semi-skeleton. I'm going to have to look it up. I don't remember it. Oh, well, I, I, I just, while we were... Super good because I was looking at the uh, Omega website and uh, apparently, so the the bezels um, black enamel uh, with the um, uh, with the the yellow also in black enamel. So the whole bezel is black is black enamel. So that's cool. Okay. No, I'm sorry. No, no, sorry. The the bezels the bezels ceramic and then the yellow um, um, the yellow um, numbers on the tachymeter are 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 uh, yellow enamel. Okay. Ceramic. That's cool. So that's. So that's actually cool, and that's yeah. actually more expensive to do. Yeah. So I will give okay. them that. That's okay. So yeah. there, innovation. Right. And in ten years, okay. when it cracks, innovation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what what will crack the enamel. No, no, no. Well, the enamel is just the writing. So it's like it's it's equivalent of like doing hard enamel, where oh. you're doing it. So what's right. the what's the actual so like the, bezel? Wait, wait. I, I think I misheard you. Ceramic. So the bezel is actually ceramic. ceramic. Oh, okay. 
and then what they do is they probably so it won't probably fade. It won't, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, halfway yeah. in, and then they put yellow. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's cool. actually Okay. Cool. Uh, nobody's done that in a long time. Now that I'm thinking about it. That's actually. So there's the justification for the that's, price. That's yeah. definitely price. extra work. But it's funny because I, I I didn't read anybody who was really because they're pushing about the that. They're pushing the movement and the accuracy of it. Right, but I'm, I'm talking about like you know uh, blogs and stuff. And so what do they call it? Is it like super metas? That'd be cool. So, I don't even know um, if it has a name it, yet. It is super. No, uh, just just it's just called Spyrate system. Okay. And it's still a, a coaxial master chronometer, um, certified by Metas. That's all it says. Interesting. Is that still like that Daniel's design escapement? Um. Well, yeah, it's coaxial. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's but... just like I, I guess just the the, the the um the actual um. Oh, is that why it's so thick then? Because of the extra uh, for that new escapement. No, because the coaxial. No, no because it's the, the coaxials. Hold on, the coaxials in the uh, the no time to die bond, and that's not. And they put a non. They put a solid case back, and that's a perfectly normal size watch. I think the sapphire case back just. We need. I need to make a phone call, and we need to see this watch in person, boys. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do it. Road trip. Road trip. I'm in. Oh, uh, on Sunday okay. if it's out. Talk to your buddy. Sunday. Yes. Well, we'll talk about it on Sunday. Alice. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Good seats, still $5. Sunday. Well, Sunday, again, let's recap. Actually, Friday, there's Friday. a Red Bar Tampa event in Tampa. Oh, that's right. The pirate event thing is, is done, right? That was last weekend, so I had to cancel it. <laughs> that was my fault. My fault. Did I tell my you fault. guys my, my, uh, my pirate dad joke? Lord, no. Go What's ahead. What's a pirate's favorite oh, letter? Oh, you're gonna, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to roll my eyes now. No, yeah. What's a pirate's favorite letter? Tell us. R. Uh, everybody, yeah, thinks it's, everybody thinks it's R, but it's the C they really love. <laughs> oh, damn. See? Yes. See? Good dad joke. That's a total dad joke. That, and that's going to that, be on the next podcast. And with On the that. next podcast, yeah. stay tuned, because on <laughs> episode eight, we're going to just have a bunch of dad jokes. Yeah. No, exactly. Actually, <laughs> all right. So, Friday, wrapping all this Friday, up. Friday, Tampa, Red Bar event. Friday, Tampa, Sunday. And Palm how Beach. can we contact you for the Red Bar event in Tampa? At Red Bar Tampa. Send me a message on Instagram and uh, we'll get you there. Actually, it's uh, being held. I'm just going to tell you guys now. It's being held at Old Northeast Jewelers in Hyde Park Village in Tampa. It's a happy hour from 4 to 7 p.m. So if you're in the Tampa area and you want to attend, please attend. It's open to everybody. The other event, normally, yes, normally it's not a, not open to just anybody. It's members only. But if you want to become a member, reach out and we'll go All through right. the process of getting you um, to be a member. The same right. with John for Red Palm, uh, Red Bar Palm Beach. Correct. Sunday's event is a members-only event. If you want to become a member, reach out to him at Red Bar Palm Beach, and we'll go through our process of getting you all set up uh, to be a member. Um, on another note, question here for the three of us: Has this? episode been more structured is it better or are we going back to the old ways <laughs> well we still sway it's part of the fun right a little bit but we stayed Consistent. in the lane that's good we, we were in the lane yeah which is very hard to do in florida apparently no no it's just that you guys it's too hot so all the blinker fluid in the cars evaporate that's all it is right so oh well that explains all the bmw they should just remove that exactly any car that's being brought into Florida for sale in Florida should have that piece removed. That's optional. Yeah, nobody's going to use the blinkers anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody nobody's uses it use anyway. Yeah. Stick your hand out the window. You no, know, no, they you just stick their finger out the window. They don't even do that. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, gun, gun. Gun out the window. Wow. <laughs> gun. Wow. Wow. Well, now know we know the type of neighborhood you live in. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. I didn't think uh, you're, oh, you're in Miami. Yeah, I know the type of neighborhood you have to drive through. I'm in Coral Gables. <laughs> really? Come on. Well, yeah, but, uh, you know, once you get out of there. Yeah. Well, once you go anywhere, <laughs> you're on your own. Uh, that's true. Uh, that's why Ball you Harbor. should always carry. Ball Harbor. Ball, Ball Harbor. You're fine. 
Bell I'm, Harbor. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan. I'm sure of there are place. bad areas in Bell Harbor too. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It's, it's the ones that take your money the legal way. Yeah. <laughs> that, too. that too. Agreed. All right, so, gentlemen. Anyway, it's been great catching up. What? Yeah. It's worse it than was, Disney it World. Awesome episode. This should uh, be out shortly for you guys to listen to. Um, thank you for joining the Watch Aficionado podcast. I will see you guys on Sunday. What what uh, what time? I think four to seven. Four to seven. Okay. I will be there before then. Six and I will see you guys there. Cigars. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, you'll see me Friday, but I'll right. see you, Alex. I'll see yeah. you on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll bring. I have some. I got some good stuff in the humidor. There you go. I'm bringing you a special one. There you go. Awesome. Yeah, oh, that didn't sound right. Uh, he knows how to treat Big Spoon. That's good. I do. I do. Right. I know how to treat my brothers. All right. Uh, now, now I'm rolling my eyes. Uh, uh, I, I will bring you a a, a Coke of your liking. I oh, know you like ball? Mexican Coke, right? I'm going to bring well, you next. I'll take an eight ball. I, I, well, I'm sure you saw in the 80s in Miami, I'm sure you saw tons of those uh, Pan Am airplanes uh, illegally bringing those in, you know? No, no those were no, the, the Cessnas. Listen, if you guys ever have a chance, I, I don't know if it's on Netflix or anything like that. I'm pretty sure you could probably find it on YouTube. Cocaine Cowboys. I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. It was on Netflix. That, it was, I don't know okay. if it's still on Netflix. That shit was, that was literally my childhood growing up in the 80s here in South Florida. I'm going to have to rewatch it now that you said it. Yeah. It is yeah. what it is. Anyway. On that note, gentlemen, on that love note, y'all. Thank you very much. Love I you. will see you Sunday. I'll see you um, Sunday. Sunday. I don't Sunday, know what Sunday. to wear. Oh my God. Just get pretty for me, all right? Oh, honey. <laughs> be pretty. Good night. Please. I'm not gonna wear shorts. I'll I'll I'm be fucking dressed. wearing shorts. Hell no. What the hell? I, I always get it. What comes around?